It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires and I am the host of this podcast. Um, today we're joined by my good friend Jonas Woods. Jonas, how's it going, man? Excellent. That's oh, good, to, good to hang out. And uh, our call is being recorded for quality and training purposes. So oh. this is, uh, we got to say things that uh, are going to keep you careful what we say here on the, on the, on the, on the podcast. Okay, all right. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is, uh, this is fun to hang out today. Tell us a little bit about you and, uh, and kind of where you're coming from. Uh, my name is Jonas Woods as the, there might be a name on there. Anyway, um, I'm from Rhode Island. I'm a new Englander. Grew up here. Um, went to school in Missouri. I don't know. What, what do you want to know about me, man? Like, I mean, tell you're I, an artist. I, what do you do? What do you, what, what, I'm an what, artist. what do you, what do you, uh, I mostly am a, a dancer. I don't. Uh, I don't dance at all. I'm the worst dancer. My wife will what? attest to that. I, I'm a I'm a singer, songwriter, worship leader. There uh, it is. There it is. Found it. Years. Found it. What yeah, do you want to know? I like. I, I like to. I just you know. I was. I I was looking on. I pulled you. I pulled over, and you were like, "I'll do your podcast." I'm like, "Great, hop in. Let's do the podcast." Exactly. No, there's I'm a reason you're on the podcast. You're an artist. Oh, and, oh, yeah, yeah. oh right, right. Correct. Right. Yes. Sorry, man. I'm a terrible self-promoter, you know. So I'm just like, I'm a guy. What do I do? Music I, construction? You do construction? I can do. I can. You can construct. <laughs> I can. It's not safe, <laughs> but I do it. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be fun. Well, this month we're talking about leading worship in different places, and like you mentioned, you're an artist. You've been on the road. How long did you say you've been on the road? Twenty years. Twenty years. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot of. It's a lot of years. And you've been a lot of places doing a lot of things. And so you've seen a lot. And, you know, like I said, with this month, we're talking about different spaces. And as worship leaders, it's really easy to kind of be in our own space, in our own location, and not realize that there's worship happening all over the place. And it can look and sound and feel and be different no matter where you're at. Now, as an artist, uh, when you're walking into a place to lead worship at a brand new place, what are some things that you're thinking? What are you thinking about as you walk in? You're like, this is the, these people just met me and right. I'm going to go lead them to the, lead them to Jesus. And that's not a normal thing. So what, what what's going through your mind? Uh, I think the first thing in my mind is always um, to connect with people on, on the basics, right? So like there's a level of trust that has to be established in a very short amount of time. That's yep. very difficult to do. And how do I do that? And I think that one of the things for me specifically that that works is humor. I'm a, I'm a goofball. I don't try to hide that from anybody. I'm as not, we I'm as we saw by your intro, it's good. Yes, That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm incapable of being just a normal person. Uh, you know, but it but it it does break down if I if I do it if it works. Some places, of course, you know, stare at me like I'm an absolute uh, idiot, which is accurate. But uh, I walk into a space honestly. I. I'm very prayerful, obviously. Um, I'm walking in there and I'm looking at I'm looking at demographics, I'm looking at age, I'm looking at all sorts of different things. Um, and that and then, you know, there are little things that happen. Of course, you know, you and I know, and anybody that leads worship for any length of time knows that 
the time that you're on stage is sometimes not as impactful as the ministry you do off stage. So really walking the room before the service and meeting people. Um, and um, that that plays a huge role in how how the service actually ends up going. You oh, know? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, because, you know, you're you're leading people to Jesus. And it's like if I need to know who I am, who's in front of me, I get to know him. And but humor, the humor, though, that 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 aspect, I, I resonate with you on there because it it easily breaks down any tension in the room or any right. any bit that's kind of coming at you. And when you're walking around getting to know people, that's usually that's a quick way to get to know somebody and also a quick way to find out if they don't laugh. That's an also that tells that's you a lot about somebody. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, when we walk on the stage, especially as a guest, there are people and you, you can't stop this from happening. There are people there that sit in the room and go, all right, who's this guy? Yep. Right. And who's this guy? He thinks he's special. Uh, okay. So he travels and he plays the guitar. Good for him. All right. So we have a worship leader, right? This kind of thing, these little dumb things that run through their minds. And so there's like, all right, so I have to try to connect with that guy. Um, and, and really working really hard on dismantling that is key. And I think that's a huge part of, of being a, success, a successful traveling worship leader is understanding how do I dismantle this idea or this image in people's heads that I think I'm special. Yep. So you don't have to say it. I wear a fedora sometimes, right? So you put a fedora on and all of a sudden people are like, okay, dude, we get it. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I just like a fedora, sorry. Does your but, fedora need its own suitcase? I feel like it, it would need it, its yes. own. It has its, its own airline seat. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's right. No, but truthfully, and now, but you sent me that as an artist, but even as somebody who's in the same place all the time, like yeah. that relationship is so valid and so key. Yeah, yeah. Being out in the being out in the lobby, being out in the congregation, not hiding yeah. and um, yeah. keeping keeping that relevance and that connection to where people. I always like to start with stories. You know, yeah. if there's something that can connect you to the peop people from your week and stuff like that um that goes that goes way beyond anything i mean anything you can do to just kind of connect and say hi and get to know people oh my gosh yeah be vulnerable no why is it important to understand your audience when you're leading worship well i mean there's a place that i lead worship here in rhode island every once in a while it's a salvation army rehabilitation center it's in providence and when I walk into that space, now those people have to be there by court order, all right? So on Sunday morning, they have to attend the worship services. So on average, 90% of those people aren't Christians at all. But what happens is when I arrive there, I uh, have a conversation with the leaders, and they tell me who's in the room. So I have you know, people that are five, there are five Muslims in the room. We have 10 people that don't believe in God. We have atheists in the room. We have some people that might come from different faiths, but don't have any strong faith. Well, it really sets the tone because I can walk up there and, and you and I know, and you all know that we have a language. A church has a language. Yep. Sometimes we get up there and we just start talking that language, like the blood of the lamb and, and Jesus sacrificed himself and he died and we, we drink his blood. And I'm like, Dude, these people sitting out there thinking this is silence of the lambs you know That's what i mean right. like this is scary man That's right and uh so knowing the audience is is huge it's 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 vital actually because you know if i walk in there and and don't have a grasp of who i'm leading worship for i can actually um i don't want to say do damage because that's kind of a that's a harsh harsh way to say it but 
you can be really ineffective. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that's I mean, today's world, man, we just I in running after what is popular and what is what is um you know, the running after the the the, the newest, the greatest as a worship leader, it's easy to get distracted by those things and go, Oh my gosh, I gotta do the new song, I gotta have the newest gear, I gotta have the newest thing, not taken into consideration like actually doing the task and doing the thing that we're supposed to be doing. And yeah. it's like, I'm really good at duplicating. You you give me a record, I can listen to it, I can duplicate it. But like the physical act of leading worship, it goes goes far beyond, um, yeah. goes far beyond that in, I mean, in any realm. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, I understand that you, as you say, doing damage is a little strong, but like um, giving, uh, being ineffective or even, um, even not, uh, so what I'm looking for, not like, yeah, you're not doing the task. You're not doing the thing. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, and, uh, even like doing in those moments, you could be sending someone down a path. You don't even realize you're sending them down, but the, you know, I'm uh, not a, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Say the word, I, I don't really like the word trigger as, as much. It kind of bothers me, but that's for other reasons, but for lack of better words, you know, there are certain, if you're not prepared for what you're walking into, you could trigger somebody um, that has had a really bad experience in church. Mm. Um, and so you don't want to be that person, you know, and you want to be the person that really, really genuinely draws people in. And uh, and you you were alluding to it, but it, it requires work. Okay. It requires work. Yeah. And I know that people see us and they think, well, these guys get to do music. What a sweet gig that is. Right. But there is a there is real work involved in preparing yourself properly. And it shows. I mean, I've been to places, you've been to places. Yep. You see a guy get up and lead worship and you're like, dude, you can be the best singer in the world, but you didn't lead me in worship. Right. I mean, we could writing a four song set list is not hard. <laughs> no. Putting no. four songs together that flow together, not hard. Right. But actually doing, you know, it's I always I always laugh when you think about what 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 would if I took Jesus out of the equation, we're basically a cover band. It's karaoke on Sunday. Like, yeah. I mean, if we don't, if you remove Jesus from what you're doing, we're basically all just glorified cover bands, paid yeah. people, paid cover artists, karaoke, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, if the only thing missing is that little bouncing ball on the lyrics as it kind of goes across the screen. Um, and we can work we should, on that. We yeah. should get that going. That would be a good idea. Um. So, so, you know, you've been on the road a long time. And you've been in and out of a lot of places. Like you've you've seen a lot of places. You've done a lot of things. From the beginning of your worship leading experience to now, how has that changed how you view what worship is? Um, you know, I've been lucky in a lot of ways because I'm not jaded by it. And I say that because I experience. I mean, I meet people constantly that are just blown out, tired. Um, you know, my view of what worship is has changed as I've gotten older and I know age does something to you, I think, you know, Yep. and you hope that that is because of maturity. Um, well, for me, the, the bigger change for me has been that my, it's weird to say like this, but my, my, uh, my desire is to worship. So that is my primary focus. I am a worship leader in that I, I kind of allude to this idea, or I, I say like I'm the starter in an engine. Like the starter for a car is just to get the engine engine to turn over. 
Mm. And then really you allow it to just do what it does. The engine starts to move and then it's your, your hands off. And, and so my view of, you know, where I started, which was, you know, get in here, do my songs, do the best I can sing the best I can. I don't know, kind of over that. And now it's like, I'm just coming in here um, to worship Jesus. He's done too much for me. He's doing too much to me and through me for me to be quiet. And, um, and so now it's just, I don't know. I've gotten to a point where the congregation is important and I'm brought there for that purpose, but they're also not, which is a weird thing to say. I don't want people to think like, I don't care that you're there, but I'm really just there to worship Jesus with you, you know? So, so good, man. I'm just um, like it, it, I think the, as a, as a worship leader, um, you know, you get into it and you think like, gosh, I got to be administratively gifted. I have to be have the have the calling to be a worship leader. I got to be able to lead people. I got to you know I got to be creative. I got to do which creative and administratively administratively gifted don't go hand in hand. And um it can be a lot of stress and burden and like you know you have people that have expectations as to what you sound like and look like and feel like and um everybody's got an opinion on the music and it's like it's exhausting to do yeah. it. And you must kind of sit back and go why does anybody actually do this? Like there's I mean, there's just so much coming at you. But then when you sit back and say, and you realize I am in this room to worship Jesus, like that, that is what, that is what the answer is. Like after all of that, you go, I, I, I exist to worship Jesus like that. I mean, I, I love what you said that you almost don't even care that the room people are there. Like you almost like it. I mean, you do, but you don't like, I'm, I'm here to lead, but, um, the analogy of, of the, starter of an engine it's like once it once you click it like yeah. i don't it that's not continuously working i mean i don't know cars very well but like it's not yeah. continuously working you know that's right um so yeah. now what i mean you got you know you have a room full of kids a room full of youth college students adults you know uh senior seniors what are you what would you be thinking based on like the room like as you kind of look around the room going, I'm going to come into a room full of high schoolers at a camp, or I'm mm. going to come into a room, you know, maybe like there's, I've, I've led worship. I led worship at my, at my grandfather's funeral and I did blessed assurance on piano. Mm. And just naturally I kind of modernized it just cause I'm, I'm me. Like it wasn't like an intentional yeah. I just modernized it just a little bit, but the whole crowd, they were pulling me back into traditional. Like I could feel the, and I'm my my brothers are up front laughing because they're like I'm sweating as I'm like because I'm 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 getting off from the crowd and everything, but like what are you, what are you thinking as a worship leader based on the like who the people are in the room? Do you prep? Do you, do you prepare differently? Do you look at it differently? What's kind of your kind of mode walking into those spaces? So I have to say this really brings up something important to me, and I over the last few years, um, I have noticed that the enemy attacks me with this very thing. And the way that I, I get attacked is in my mind and I walk into a room, I've prepared, I've prayed, I've asked the Lord to give me what he, what I think, you know, he wants me to, uh, to sing for that morning. And then I look out in the audience and the congregation and I realize, my goodness, they're not going to like these songs. Mm. They are not going to connect with these songs. They are going to hate this. They are not going to worship. And uh, 
I was standing there in that very moment. I was at a camp, actually, with a mixed bag of people. And the Lord, it was the same thing, going back to what we already talked about. The Lord's like, who are you worshiping, man? He goes, I get it. You can prepare as much as you want, but you know that you can't please everybody. And people are going to be annoyed with you. People will think your songs are too modern or too old. But again, I'm not there to worship you. I'm not there to appease you. And I'm not there to make you happy. Mm. I'm there because the Lord has given me something. And I think that's where all the prep, you know, preparing properly. And it's not always this way. Like, I get it. Sometimes you just throw a set list together and you're like, all right, Lord, just let's let's go after this. Like, be in here with me. But I, I really genuinely try to put something together that I feel like the Lord is constructing. And so when I stand there and that moment hits me and I look out at a at a mixed bag of people, I have to remind myself that the stuff that we've already been talking about, you know, it, it races in my mind and it's still an attack. I mean, every single time I stand up in a room and um, I just have to remind myself like it's has nothing to do with them. You know, this is about me and, and whatever the Lord is, is telling me, you know. I love it. So if imagine there's a worship leader listening right now who's driving, listening to this podcast, thinking I am in front of the same people every week, mm. every week. Like I'm not, I don't ever leave the room. I'm ever, I'm always in the same space. What, you know, for from somebody like you who travels and leads worship at different places, what is something that I should be, that you would like, you have like, I, I share the wisdom, like something mm. that you could go, like, man, I would do this or make sure that this is in front of you or make sure that like this is important. Kind of, I know we talked a little bit about it, but kind of as we kind of wrap up this part of it, like, what are you, what would be like that, like parting words to that guy that's like, I'm never going to be in front of different crowds. I'm always in front of the same place. Like, what, yeah. what, what are you thinking? Um, I put a little thought into this because I, this is a big question and it goes back to, how do you protect yourself from being burned out or jaded, you know? And the thing that came to me was this. If you're in a relationship, if you're married, your relationship with your wife and your kids need to be really important. Now, the Lord is number one. You should have, you should have intimate time, just you and the Lord as much as possible on a regular basis, obviously. These are all kind of obvious things, but then your relationship with your family because I believe that when you get up and you feel healthy at home and you already have established this thing with the Lord and you get up in front of people on a regular basis, it's, it's, I don't know if easier is the word because you know, the, the enemy is going to attack you and he's right. going to attack you where you're weak, not where I'm weak, where you're weak. And, um, but I think that the most important thing, I know that the most important thing is to rely on the Holy Spirit. You know, you can go out there and just sing your guts out every week after week after week, but it can be fresh week after week after week. And I know that we have the privilege of singing in front of a lot of different congregations, but sometimes it is the same thing. It is the same idea, right? I mean, it's um, so I think really, really focusing in on, all right, Holy Spirit, like I need you to keep me fresh. Um, but again, coming back to the healthy family, I believe that's a big deal. I mean, half. When I'm out there on the road and I've got my wife and kids and we're good, like man, that night is infinitely better. And I feel Amen. so much more energized. And I don't walk into a room expecting to give and give and give. I want something back. And it's not money. I want something spiritually back. I want to walk into a room and lead worship 
and leave different. We can never, we can't have an encounter with the God of the universe and remain the same. And so I want that too. And so when I understand that when I'm leading worship, it is not just to give to this congregation something that fills a void, but that I am waiting for the Lord to speak to me that morning and to walk out differently. Man, it's every week is fresh and it's exciting. Yes. Gosh, during COVID, when I was in leading worship to a camera, um, like yeah. I, I didn't realize how much I missed hearing voices. Yeah, like you're standing up, you're singing and playing, and I was started going. I started having the, like the thoughts going. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like this is not. And then you're like, wait a minute. No, I do want to do this. Why am I exhausted? Oh, it's because you don't. You're not hearing people sing and mm. worship, and it's. You know, you're going, gosh, I hope the guy sitting on his couch is singing as they're watching this from home. And yeah. I hope this is resonating with you because I don't know. Um, but you kind of like you said, you're you just start you just start draining yourself and going, you're not you're not hearing the voice. You're not hearing the voices and seeing and um, being a part of that. So totally. Oh, yeah, man. Totally. Hey, so um, on the we, we call our podcast the table and we like to talk about food because it's important and the food is important. Yes, it is. Um, you now you and I are going on tour. That's a, that's yes, a thing. Yes, that's sir. a thing. 2024, early 2024, we're going to be on the road together. So I have an important question because I like to eat. So um, when we're on the road, what's your go-to place to eat? What do you like to do when you, oh, how do you eat on the road? What does that look like? Well, let's start with this. My body doesn't refuse food. Um, <laughs> and so there's not like a lot that I don't like. Oh, good. However, my, my go-to, well, so this is this is we have to divide this just quickly because if I'm on the road with my wife and children, we are a Cracker Barrel family. Guys, okay. I mean, come on. If you don't like Cracker Barrel, you know what I mean? Are you a Christian? I, I, mean, honestly, I question a lot of I question a lot of yeah, things, that's for sure. Probably probably a communist. But um <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's like a thing, but I think that it's probably <laughs> They ask, like, what's your favorite thing from there? Like, if you don't answer, if it's yeah, not like Cracker Barrel, right, top yeah. of mind, you're like, okay, anyway, <laughs> uh, Cracker Barrel. But uh, I'm a, I'm a taco guy. You give me tacos, bro. Like, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to eat them all. We're touring California, so I don't think Dude. that's going to be a problem. I think Trust that'll me. get a lot. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in, man. This is, I'm Dude. now I'm excited. I wasn't excited. Not that I wasn't excited before. Like, no, I, know that, I, I know the tours focus is worship and, and concert stuff but it also could be like a rating system of the tacos in california we should call it the tacos and worship tour is that a is that a problem i don't know that i have can... dude, i'm telling you right now <laughs> I don't get my mind started <laughs> <laughs> hey how do we uh how do we get a hold of you how do we connect with you um where are you at online okay i'm on the interwebs i have uh you know so i'm on the the facebook's I'm on there's, the. Uh, there's more than one. One for the Yeah, there's yeah, there's a good one and a bad one. Oh, gotcha. I'm, okay. on, I'm probably on that bad one. Uh, I'm on X. Everybody. Oh, well played. I would. That's good. All right. That's formerly artist, formerly known as uh, Twitter. Uh, these are all like Jonas Woods music. Some out there. Okay. You look at this mug. That's probably really close up. Something uncomfortable. That's it's going to be me. Uh, my website's JonasWoods.net. Um, because I, somebody else snatched up.com before I could get it. And my last, my, my parting question to you is if you put up some, a message on X, are you still tweeting? 
Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. That's the question I want to I want to I mean maybe to leave you with that one this week or yeah uh, just kind of as parting words today. But if you put up you do you do you tweet on X or is it another you just post? Is it like the generic term of posting now? These are the questions. These are the questions I need to I need I want to know. So yeah. But hey man, I appreciate you hanging out today. I appreciate I um, I appreciate this. This is so good. I can just processing what it means to lead worship in places and what it means to be up on stage and be a part of uh the crowd and are being part of uh leading worship with with people. And so um yeah, appreciate it, man. Love you, dude. Love you too, man. We'll talk to, we'll, we'll see everybody next week.